RadioInfluence.com. We'll break down and unpack why our open southern border is a critical issue that must be rectified immediately with Women Fighting for America founder Christy Hutcherson on this episode of United Patriots Uprising with Gary Benford. I'm your host, Gary Benford. Thanks for joining us. This podcast is available at RadioInfluence.com or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Hope you'll subscribe to it, leave a rating and a review. And be sure to tell your friends about the show. This interview was conducted prior to the human smuggling story that went nationwide when at least 50 dead bodies were found inside a tractor trailer in San Antonio, Texas. The administration in charge wants us to believe that only 2 million illegal aliens have entered our nation from the southern border, as if that's a meaningless number. If that hasn't gotten your attention, try this. What if the real figure is between 10 to 18 million and counting? If you still don't think this is a national security issue of mammoth proportions, you will after listening to Christie, who doesn't speak from hearsay, but from firsthand experience, as she continues to put her life on the line, reporting from where the action is not only searing hot, but deadly. So let's get into it. She is dedicated to defending America, holding firm to its founding roots. The focus of her organization is to educate, spread biblical truth, protect values and the Constitution, as well as expose those seeking to undermine our sovereignty as a nation. And boy, they are all over the place. We're really going to get into that. She's dedicated to addressing these concerns and for the advancement of women's issues. She's the CEO and founder of Women Fighting for America, LLC. Very happy to bring to the show, Christy Hutcherson. How are you, Christy? Excellent. Thank you for having me on your show today, Gary. I am uh, really happy to have you on. I heard you speak down at Rock the Red in Greenville, South Carolina. And I'd like to start there uh, because your topic in Greenville was open borders and the destabilization, I said that wrong, destabilization of America. That was your topic. And you had video, you had film, you've been down there, bought the t-shirt, tell people about it. Absolutely. And actually, Gary, I'm down here now. I'm in the field. I've been in the field for another week and a half doing some operations uh, at the border in a very specific sector. And I, I've been doing this at the border for uh, two years now and in everywhere from Tijuana, Mexico, all the way to Texas. And all, actually, me and my team have followed the movements, both of the administration and of the cartels, um, all the way into different states throughout the United States. And we're looking at how they are utilizing this open border crisis, this open border invasion to destabilize our nation. And I am very, very concerned. I understand your concern. Tell us, or the listening audience, because we heard it down in Greenville, what you had to say. Tell them what is really going on at the border, because if you listen to the Biden administration, everything's all well and good. 
You know, the first of all, the the Biden administration is purposefully actively engaging, in my opinion, and all of the data and the information that we've collected over the course of the last two years with this policy that he has. Um, they are actively promoting the uh, demise of America. They are using the open border situation to help facilitate the plan, in my opinion, towards a uh, uh, basically an open border society uh, where we have no nation because without borders, you do not have a sovereign nation. And that's part of the plan to, to take down and remove the boundaries and, and allow uh, this, this invasion of 174 plus nations to come into America. And the numbers that they're telling you that you're hearing on the television are incorrect numbers. They're lying to the American people. And all you have to do is do a little bit of digging and a little bit of research and then interviewing countless numbers of agents on, on the front lines who work for the administration, who will talk to you off camera um, because they are under gag orders, so to speak. They're not really allowed to talk to you, but they do um, talk to you off camera and give you numbers. I work with um, Tom Homan, Mark Morgan, Brandon Judd, and many other field op operators in the field who are who are actually the heads in their sectors who have given me this information directly, and then we vetted it. We are looking at the numbers of somewhere upwards of between 10 to 18 million in reality. So this number of around the 2 million mark, that is a false narrative. That's a lie. We have upwards of almost 18 million who have come into our country. And how I can tell you that is, is when you look at all of the camera systems and all of the systems that we have in place and the 3,000 miles of the southern border, now we're not even discussing the northern border because that's, you know, people forget about that equation as well. We've got an invasion coming over the north. It's just yes. not uh, reported on. So you've got these numbers, but then you also have what they call, which you've heard of, I'm sure your audience has heard of these numbers, gotaways. Mm. Well, then you, when you look at the gotaways, and then when they capture these individuals on camera, that is if that camera happens to catch somebody walking by. There are so many sectors, and I just left one of those sectors. I spent four days um, out in the desert in a satellite, a satellite, sat phone area only. And uh, this particular area, there's no cameras out there. So we do not have any idea, truly, the numbers that are coming over. Just in the 24-hour uh, period of time that I was out there, there were over 30 uh, with backpacks on, fully camoed guys. With uh, the, and These are the individuals who keep me up mostly at night because these are your terrorists. These are your murderers. These are your gang members. These are um, nationalists from different countries who, and plus this is the drug routes, right, where, the, where a lot of the heavy drugs come to as well in this particular sector. And that's what keeps me up at night as a mom. I, you know, I have two, two uh, children, and I, I worry about what we're going to have left behind very soon and if we're going to have an America that's free. Christy, are you actually saying that President Trump was right about what he said was coming across the border? He was 100 percent. There you right. go. And, there you, you go. Know, this is not political for me. And I want to make this very clear because a sovereign sovereignty is not a political issue. Freedom, liberty is not a political issue. 
we have something called the Constitution of the United States of America. And it doesn't matter what affiliation you are, whether you're independent, Republican, Democrat, or whatever else you want to call libertarian, whatever it is that you want to say or label yourself as. This is not a, an issue that should be labeled. This is a constitutional issue. This is an American issue. And every single individual, no matter where you lie politically, should be very, very frightened of what they're doing to take down this country. That's what drives me. And that's why I'm out here on the front lines bringing truth, because truth is very valuable. And unfortunately, we do not have truth being spoken to the American people. And it's easy to find if you just do your own due diligence and turn off the news cycles of, and I don't care if it's Fox News, CNN, NSB, all of them, they're not giving you factual information and truth. It's morsels of their view of the truth. And I can tell you from somebody who's physically been in the trenches and on the front line, I, I travel, I, I've been flanked by cartels. Just yesterday, I was, uh, two days ago, excuse me, I was coming out of this particular sector that I was in and I went to another town and I was uh, in a stash house um, on the border and I walked into the stash house with my team and we were filming some information and videos of what the cartels do and how they operate. Within less than five minutes of me and my team being in this particular stash house, um, you know, I have team that are also do lookouts because it's very dangerous what I do. Mm-hmm. And we had 12, we had 12 different vehicles with deep tent windows that were part of cartels who were, who were surrounding me and my team and watching us uh, while we were doing what we were doing. And they followed us out of this town and that's on our soil. So everything I'm going to tell you and your listeners today take place on American soil, and you think that it's over in Mexico and it's not affecting you, it is affecting every community all throughout the United States of America, whether you're in Michigan, whether you're in North Dakota or South Dakota or Idaho, whether you're in Virginia, whether you're in Washington State, I don't care where you live, your community is not safe. We have strongholds that the cartel have now taken hold of certain cities throughout the United States to further their operation inland. And it's part of the destabilization that I'm talking about, and I can connect those dots. Yes, and you know, and one of the reasons people say, well, how are they gonna get into Washington or to New York? Because they get transported there, people, they get flown in and they're living next to you and you don't even know it. Christy, you know, we're gonna get into the educational system and how these uh, colleges are turning out good little Marxists. But everybody does know about the Trojan horse and everybody pretty much knows that story about beware of Greeks bearing gifts. And they took the horse and wheeled it in and the soldiers were inside the horse. Right. The wooden horse. Why don't people understand if the borders open, the people coming across most likely a lot of them are going to have bad intentions. That's a great question, Gary. And the problem is that it's a multifaceted issue with the American people. Um, You know, number one, most Americans, first of all, can't wrap their their heads around uh, that open borders 
cause destabilization and how that truly affects them and their bubble. I call it the bubble living in their communities. The other thing is that they're just not educated in this and the news media doesn't uh, shed light. There's no reporting that's really, truly going on, except for you see the cameras with some of these women and children and young men and different things they're seeing in like, for example, in Roma, Texas and in McAllen, Texas, that seems to be a huge focal point for the news media to show the women and the children coming on these rafts across the Rio Grande and stuff. That's just one small sector. And I, I don't think that the American people have, you know, it's, it's a very difficult thing because we're so used to going about our own business. And quite frankly, Americans are a little spoiled, right? If you haven't mm-hmm. traveled outside of this country and been to third world countries, been to Muslim countries, been to the areas of Mexico where it's heavily laid in cartel zones, which most Americans don't, right? They don't yeah. understand the evils that are taking place. They also aren't getting the truth. So you don't have true reporters reporting facts anymore. They don't do the reporting that they used to do back in the you know 70s and 80s when I grew up. And so reporting is dead. And that's where I come in to say, hey, listen, let me educate you on really what's going on. You have the Chinese Communist Party. The Chinese Communist Party are working alongside of right now the cartels. And I want to explain to you what a cartel member is, because I think a lot of times, too, there's this um, perception of what a cartel is. They, they think of mafia or gang members, thug, Mexican thugs. Cartels are a very highly educated, very sophisticated business mm-hmm. operation. They, some of these gentlemen, they've gone to the Wharton School of Business. They've gone to Harvard. They have, um, they have businesses set up both in Mexico and in the United States. Legal, legitimate businesses that if you start peeling back onions, they're used for money laundering and trafficking and all of these other things as well. So these are they've legitimized themselves and they are they have a stronghold and they have complete operational control of the border. So it's very important that the American people understand what a cartel truly is. Now, they're also sophisticated with their business, but they're also brutal. They are brutal, brutal they have no regard for human life whatsoever. I've personally seen gutted bodies. I have film footage of it. I've been there on the Rio Grande where a gentleman tried to cross without paying the cartel and he paid with his life. And that means that the Mm. cartel brutally butchered him and, and cut his guts open until his intestines were falling out. The decapitated children, babies' heads, Um, with the babies floating in the Rio Grande River. Uh, These are the stories that you're not going to hear on the news media because they're not showing you this. The bodies strewn across the desert, upwards of over 200 dead bodies just in one sector of Arizona alone last year in in a small couple month window during the summer. We are finding bodies and bones constantly in different sectors along the border. You're not hearing about this. We've got gunfights. I just left a sector, which I'm getting ready to put my film footage together. In this particular sector of Arizona, this is where your terrorists come through. Terrorists pay anywhere from $50,000 to $150,000 for safe passage from the cartel. In this particular sector, they bring them in with fully armed Jeeps with 
AK with, with full autos to protect them in this particular route because there's no border patrol. There's no law enforcement officers in this sector of the desert, and there's certainly no cameras. And it's a very tough terrain. My, me and my team, it, t- it takes about an hour and a half by vehicle just to get into this sector. And then we have to hike um, miles in and we camp, right? And if you're walking from the where the border is to get to a road, it's about a five-day hike. So that kind of wow. gives you an example of where we were. And it's satellite phones only. So on these two ridges in this particular area, you've got um, on one on one ridge, you've got about 12 to 13 armed, heavily armed cartel members on one ridge, and you've got eight to 10 on the other ridge. And they're protecting and they're fighting over this particular route in this territory because it's extremely lucrative, this particular area. This is where they're bringing in, uh, like I said, the terrorists, um, individuals who are paying heavily money that they don't want to get caught to be snuck into our country. And you can just imagine, why would you want to be snuck into a country? Why? Because you're, you're planning on to doing harm mm-hmm. to the citizens of that country. This is also where you have heavy um, backpacks with guys in camo with uh, heavy drugs like fentanyl, car fentanyl, um, and on all sorts of other types of narcotics. And so we're going to put this film footage together and we're going to expose this particular area. Um, the Sinaloa controls this sector that I was at, and they're actually fighting and infighting and killing each other and murdering each other for this particular sector. And again, this is Arizona. Uh, we, we have come across um, Colombians, Russian, Yemenis, Iranians, Iraqis, uh, Chinese, you name it. We've come across them at the border. We have found the paperwork. We found the documents, the passports that are left behind. We've actually startled some of the, these individuals and uh, they took off running and we confiscated their backpacks and, and things. I have personally, Gary, asked um, state representatives. I've asked um, law enforcement. I've asked um, individuals to come into this sector with me to uh, deaf ears. That's concerning. I hear you. And, you know, you have talked about the cartels, but and a little bit about the terrorists and and people got to understand something. Uh, You know, a lot of us grew up uh, watching The Untouchables and Elliot Ness. And you're used to seeing the gangsters, you know, in the pinstripe suits with the fedoras and the machine guns. You could recognize them in Chicago or New York, even here about 30, 40 years ago, because they looked like gangsters. And they decided to wise up and they sent their kids to Harvard and to Yale and to business schools. And they became lawyers, doctors, judges. And and just as Christy is saying, moved into, you know, normal society and still running their same operation. We've had several guests on talking about the uh, Muslim Brotherhood. They don't look like bin Laden anymore, people. They're in three piece business suits. You know, it's the whole the same thing you're talking about here with this sector. However. Also coming across, right, you've got the gangbangers, you've got the people into sex trafficking, you've got all of this stuff. Then, as you said, you talk to administrators, let's go down, let's clean this up. So the big question that America would want to know, Christy, why isn't the Biden administration doing anything about this? 
because this is part of their plan. That's why they're not doing anything about this. This is 100% part of their plan. Just like Afghanistan, you know, when you withdraw from Afghanistan um, and you leave $85 billion worth of equipment, anybody who works in the military realm like uh, we have, um, you know, Mm-hmm. Our background and my background uh, is working with the Defense Logistics Agency, the Pentagon. You know, we've worked um, help with the troop drawdown in Iraq and Afghanistan. And when when you know what the protocols are of of anything engagements of war, they would have blown up that equipment. There's no way in heck Thank they would have you. left that you equipment. Don't leave it. That, 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 this is what you do. And if you ask anybody from generals all the way down, anybody in the military realm, there is protocol. Protocol wasn't uh, followed. Why wasn't protocol followed? Protocol is not followed in any scenario because it comes from the higher up to say, stand down. We're not doing it this way. We're going to do it this way because we have an agenda. America is the last beacon of light and hope for the world. We are the we are the defender of the defenseless. We are we are the defender of those who don't have the voice and not just within America, but around the world. And to move into a no borders world, right, where you have the United Nations, where you have the World Economic Forum, when you have the WHO, just like you just saw Biden giving over complete control of, um, for the first time ever, giving an outside entity control over our health. And they can dictate mm-hmm. for the next pandemic, right, that they're going to do to lock us down. It's about control and a globalist agenda. So when you're looking at this, and this is not conspiracy theory, anybody who really does their own due diligence, starts researching their own on their own, they will come up to the same conclusion. There's too much data and information out there that you can access yourself to, to, and I tell people all that, don't take my word for it, do your own research. You can find this information. So to take the last, there's two things standing in the way, America, and and the people of America. And that's the reason why the administration, and by the way, Obama still, and my, it was very interesting. There you go. Not mm-hmm. to go down this rabbit hole, but it was go. very, very take interesting. It, take it, take it down as low as you want to go. When you're, a, when you're a strategist and you have to look at strategy and how everything is done, optics, nothing is done on purpose. Everything is a part of a plan and optics are very important. Labels are important. So what was it about six, seven weeks ago, eight weeks ago, when um, Obama was at the white house and he came on that podium that said president of the United States mm-hmm. and Biden was wandering around like a lost <laughs> you know where child, he was. right. Yeah. And everybody was clinging to the real who the person who really is in charge right now. They know where the power is. I've worked in D.C. for over 15 years. They gather around the power players and the people who are in charge. That was symbolic to the rest of the world to let the rest of the world know who's truly in command in America because Biden was losing it and the leaders were like, yeah, we're not going to deal with this guy. So that was their way of signaling this is the person who's in command and here I am and I'm stepping out. And I'm letting you know this, even though I'm doing the moves from the basement, because Biden, Obama said it himself. They always tell you what they're going to do. He said, mm-hmm. I would do a third presidency from the basement. The, the, the communists, the leftists, they always tell you what they're going to do. We just don't believe it. Right. <laughs> so we need to start listening to what they're saying, because it's very important. And then watching what they're doing, they are trying to destabilize our country. Now I'm going to talk to you, if that's okay, Gary, about how they're taking 174 different nations 
and infiltrating into our communities, rural communities, red communities, and placing millions upon millions of illegals in your community. And this is how it destabilizes this. Mm -hmm. So we've now got this manufactured um, supply chain issue that was created by this administration and other world leaders. So now we have a supply chain issue. Now we purposely are going to have a gas and natural gas uh, issue, right? Because of there's, I'm not going to get into, there's not enough time today to get into all of this with Ukraine and Russia and how this plays out to the globalist uh, takedown of America so we can have a globalist uh, society. But make no mistake, Ukraine and that whole thing's part of it. Mm-hmm. Um, now we have natural gas and gas shortages, right? Which now sends what? Prices soaring, Sorry. hyperinflation. We're going to have, it starts destabilizing the economy, the stock market. You've already seen the stock market. People have lost lots of money in the stock market, right? Destabilization of the American dollar. The open borders, now you've got millions upon millions of low-income, low-income workers and migrant workers who are coming over here who don't speak our language, who don't understand our laws, who don't understand the Constitution. They're being given cell phones, money, um, hundreds of thousands of dollars um, just in general. I mean, billions of dollars right now we're flooding in. Then our school systems are being overwhelmed, our medical systems, the supply, our food chains are going to be overwhelmed because we cannot sustain all of these extra individuals coming into our, our country. And it, we're going to start feeling this. Make no mistake, we are going to start feeling the effects of this very, very soon. And then the final phase is we have to take the guns out of the hands of the American people because we have enough weapons from the American people mm-hmm. to defend our nation from what's coming. Um, we have the United Nations, Gary, right now, who, are, who have set up shop, and they've been there for several years, in Mexico, Central America, right now, they are aiding and abetting all of these individuals coming up. We've got the proof. We've got the photos. I've got the video of this. And I know that there's a couple other, like Ben Burkwam, and I know there's others that I've worked mm-hmm. with that have footage of this as well. They are, they are helping to destabilize this nation. We've got the Chinese Communist Party working with the drug cartels. They are supplying them with the synthetics that they need to make the fentanyl and carfentanil. They are also now controlling um, the country of Belize, for an example. I'll give you this for an example. They've infiltrated into um, Central and South America and in Mexico. The Chinese Communist Party are buying land. They now control the country of Belize, all of their groceries and stuff. This is happening. Now the Chinese Communist Party are also now, their military are working with the Canadian government on our north border, the U.N., is now working with the Canadian government on our north border. By the way, if you don't know, the the UN guard is the one who arrested those truckles, truckers. It was mm. not the Canadian police. It was the United Nations police who arrested those truckers. Think about that. Right. They then don't even Puerto have Rico, jurisdiction. Right. They don't. Then in Puerto Rico, we've got the Chinese Communist Party in the Caribbean and in Puerto Rico who have bought um our old air base in Puerto Rico and different strategic locations in the Caribbean. You don't tell me that this isn't well thought out and that we're starting to be surrounded and that this is not, I'm telling you, the American people better wake up. I have been able to go online with me and my team and research and pull all of this data and then vet it and confirm it. Anybody can do the same thing. All you have to do is use your fingers and your computer and your laptop, and you can start connecting the dots on how 
we are being surrounded and how this is going to destabilize our country and how we are going to be taken down. And we are not going to have sovereignty, freedom and liberty if the American people do not engage and start truly participating, not just in the elections, but voicing it and getting out into the streets physically to say no more, not enough. And we need to demand free elections. We need to find out what happened in 2020. And we need to understand who truly should be the leader of the United States right now. And this is very key. You know, you 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 nail that to the wall. This is why I do what I do. This is why there. I, I've been told there could be a, upwards of a few million of podcasts and live broadcasts of conservative people who just have are doing what they can do to try. Like you said, let your fingers do the what there's a you know, a lot of people just don't want to go through and vet and go through this. This is why I bring on guests like you. A year ago at this time, Tom Holman was on my show. He was saying the exact same thing and warning us what has come down the pike. What he warned us about is now right here on our doorstep. You're warning us about it. People, you've got to wake up and pay attention. Now, this could not go on, Christy, if it wasn't for one faction. And, uh, you know, like people who were into shoot 'em ups, Westerns, you know, watching people play gun smoke or either even cop stuff. There's always the big shootout. And in the shootout, you'd have the good guys against the bad guys. Everybody has guns, right? And a good guy or bad guy would say, hey, I want to get a better position to give a better shot. And they'd always say the same two words, cover me, which means you fire so they can't fire so I can step out in the open in the open and get behind that barrel without getting hit. Because if you don't cover me, I'm toast. There is no way any of this could be going on without the disingenuous mainstream media providing total cover for all of this. So how much stuff do you believe the disingenuous mainstream media is covering up and what can we do about it? Well, I'm glad you brought that up because, you know, my background, I am a Russian Jew on my mother's side. My family fled Stalin. My papa and my great-grandfather are written in Ellis Island. We left everything behind uh, because my family was thrown in gulags. Um, and so you've Sorry got, to hear that. If, you, wow. if, if you think about, uh, you have to understand your enemy and you have to understand history because history will always repeat itself. The Communist Party and the Nazism was never truly defeated. And Patton did have right. it right, by the way. He should have kept going. Mm -hmm. um, if you can, I just inter can I just stop you right Absolutely. there for one second so Absolutely. people can understand what she said about that the Communists were never defeated? Understand, hit the reason Nazism never rose again is because there was a trial. There was a Nuremberg. There was a trial. The people of Nazi, they denazified Germany. If you had anything to do with even thinking about being a Nazi or a Nazi somebody, you were gone. They, they were trial, the war crimes were, they, you know, they, they were read, they were put on trial and they denazified Germany. This never happened with the KGB. This never happened with the communists because it's always been like an ideology, not a movement. So there has never been a trial of communism, right? 
That's correct. So they have been very patient. And if you understand your enemy and you can get a hold of, there's a lot of different books out there that are great, great books to read. I mean, I do read manifestos from the enemy side, mm-hmm. right? Rules for Radicals, uh, mm-hmm. the Chinese Malignment is another Communist good book to get. Yeah. The Communist Manifesto. And if you look at how the professors over the course of 50, 60 years, in the 1960s, right, in the 70s, there was a huge shift to start training and infiltrating into our education system and our our higher learning institutions. And you can find and you Google and you can start seeing who these teachers were who were training up the the Hillary Clintons of the world and and all of that, right? The Mm -hmm. Obamas. There's a trail. You can see their where their uh, philosophies lied. They got a lot of Linskyites. A lot of Linskyites. A lot of them. And, you know, they they had a plan. You know, they said it the best. America will never, ever fall from outside. There's no way to overpower a superpower, right? Except for from within. America will only fall within. So how do you make a country fall from within? You start infiltrating, first of all, your education system to higher learning. Now it's trickled down into the elementary and high school level, right? Then you start implementing and taking these individuals that you've trained in these higher education learning systems and start plugging them into different parts of the government, whether it's local or federal level. And we've seen that. And that's where you get the deep state. That's where you hear all these people talk about, well, who is the deep state? Well, the deep state are trained individuals who were trained by the communists, who, who were patient, who came over and started very under the radar training a different generation to be anti-American. And we are now 50, what is it, 50 plus years from that plan. And we're seeing it all play out right now and how we're being destabilized. Um, And this is very dangerous. The American people need to understand we are at war. This is a war. They, They have declared war on us a long time ago. And we are have just been too busy in our lives, raising our children, building businesses, living the American dream. And it's no longer, um, we are no longer able to turn away and avoid what's coming. We have to engage now because they are winning. And the most disheartening thing to me is we have a movement and within our patriot movement into a to trying to protect and defend the Constitution. There's a lot of people who have a lot of great um, uh, intentions, right, and great heart, but we divide each other within our own system, Mm -hmm. in our own patriot movement, and we have to stop tearing each other down and stop the jealousy and the egos to come together, in my opinion, to save this great republic that we love so much. Christy, you know what? I firmly believe Exactly what you said about the cartels, exactly what I said about the mafia and the Muslim Brotherhood. I And you got to understand, people, these communists are patient, just like Satan is patient. It'll take what, just to get the goal, to get the job done. And I really believe one of the reasons there is so much dissension within the uh, conservative movement and party, and we even saw it in the state of South Carolina over the last few years, is because I really think they're Democratic Party plants who have come up, raised up to be Republicans, but they're really not. They're really more, they're, they're not even rhinos. They're just flat out Democrats that are that are there and put there to completely, when the time comes, 
create the, these type of divisions and fractures within the party. Would you would you agree with that? Wholeheartedly. I think I did speak and touched about that. I know I have on several of my uh, speaking engagements across the country. If you look at, again, you go back to the enemy's manifestos, right? Labels matter. If you look at the news media, because we were talking about the news media, um, first of all, I want everybody to Google the news media head and the conglomerates. And I want you to Google who they're married to. Google Mm -hmm. who they're married to and how they're connected with the Democratic Party and leadership and the higher levels. It's that anyway. That's another thing. Google it. You'll be astounded. You can go to my website or you can follow me on Facebook. I have all of their pictures and their names and how they're all connected by family and marriage and all this other stuff. But um, labels matter. So when you label something, right? And it started. If you think about Gary in the '90s, right? You had the political correctness movement, the PC mm-hmm. movement. Now it's the woke movement. Now you've got the black life. It's all about division mm-hmm. and dividing, division mm-hmm. and dividing. Because when we're unified, we are strong, and you, we can't be divided. The 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 division comes from the Democratic Party, the Communist Party. That is right out of their book because they know if they keep us divided. We can't be one voice to fight back and save this country. We're going to be just fighting each other and squabbling. Again, with the rhinos, I can't stand that name, by the way, rhino, Republican in name only. They're not a rhino. Right. It's time we start labeling and calling individuals who the heck they are. Democrats. They're a Democrat who has infiltrated the Republican Party. They will vote just enough. Mm-hmm. On this thin line to say, hey, well, maybe they are they're Republican, but, you know, they went astray over here. But when they go astray over here, it's usually on the really big things mm-hmm. that matter, right, to save our sovereignty and our republic. So they're not rhinos. We need to start calling like um, Nancy Mays out of, this, out of South Carolina in District 1. She's not a rhino. She is a Democrat who has infiltrated the Republican Party. If they vote like a Democrat most of the time, or they sustain from voting and they're not doing their duty, they are not a conservative uh, Republican. And again, this isn't political for me, but we have to start educating ourselves and using our God-given brain and talents that God has given us to, to look at things in a different lens. I call it the great mind shift. American, we the people need to have a great mind shift. And that mind shift is looking at things through a clearer lens, not a lens that has been given to us right, by the news media or others, we need to look at things clearly from our own personal perspective, start doing our own good due diligence, reading the facts and the materials, and how you vet a good candidate, start looking at where they went to to school, who their mentors were, who their professors were, and what kind of papers did they write. You don't change fundamentally from those things, and you can really clearly tell who they are. And if the American people would have done that with Obama, Obama wouldn't have gotten elected because they would have understood who his mentors were, what kind of papers and how radical this man really was, instead of listening to a false narrative from a corrupt media. Right. Now, I'm going to I'm going to I want to jump on that, but I I want to I'm going to make a comment about that, then we got to go back to the media. But see, she brought up a very good point. If you understood which you knew back then because Fox News was actually trying to be fair and balanced at that time. If you knew that Barack Obama started and was brought into Chicago politics by Bill Ayers and burnt, you know, blowing up buildings with Bernadine Dorn back in the day. If you knew that his pastor, Jeremiah Wright, preaches black liberation theology and hates white people. If you know, 
exactly where this guy's coming from. Frank Marshall Davis, a communist. This is where this guy in Hawaii cut his teeth. If you know all of this, how does he even get anywhere? Again, the media. Let's go back to it. The media. Hey, two things. Anybody that's listened to this show, I've been doing this for three years. The, the, the whole crux of this is to show how they're collapsing the country. Karl Marx, Marxism was about doing it by revolution. We were too rich here. It wouldn't work. So the Italian communist, Antonio Gramsci, they adopted his cultural Marxism. And as Christie is saying, we're going to do it by changing Western culture, changing the culture, changing political correctness, changing the words. But now you're woke. Now critical race theory. Now this and that. So you're never going to you'll lose the country without ever having to pick up a weapon. You know, the the the, the Black Panthers and Abby Hop, all that stuff. We're not going to blow. The, you don't have to blow the country up. We'll just take it from you by just changing the culture. So your kids go to school. They go to college, then they come back and call you racists after you've just spent 80,000 a year or 40,000 a year to try and get them educated. So that's what's going on. But the media, you've got to tell me what is going on here. How how do we how to see because they give cover, Christy. How do we is there anything we can do? Because the media will not put the truth. They won't tell the truth about the border. They won't tell the truth about the virus. They won't mm -hmm. tell the truth about the vaccine. They won't tell the truth about that. The elections were stolen and all elections. They don't tell the truth about anything. Well, how you combat the media is really simple. It's through your wallet. People don't equate that to to taking down the secular media, but the media can't be on the air without sponsors and, and funding. Where does that funding and sponsorship coming from, right? It comes ultimately from uh, whether it's General Motors or Ford or Starbucks or all of these pharmaceutical companies who are advertising on these shows. So when we start standing up with our almighty dollar in our wallet and stop shopping and, and funding uh, uh, businesses, who do not have America's best interest at heart, that's one way that we can combat not just the media, by the way, but also take back our country and our nation. Uh, you know, Starbucks, um, you know, Amazon. It's convenient to, to and they've made that. They've, they've taken away the mom and pop shops, right? So mm -hmm. in, the, in, the, in the five and dime on the corner, so now you have to shop at these big conglomerates like Walgreens and CVS and, and Amazon and et cetera, Target, Walmart. And these are anti-American companies. They are, funding, uh, they are funding literally the demise of America, which in essence, you are funding, the American people are funding the demise of a sovereign nation, and that's America. And it's because we don't want to be inconvenienced. It's time for the American people to be inconvenienced. And I don't shop at Amazon. I don't shop at Target. I don't shop at Walmart. I don't go to Starbucks. Um, I, I have a list of anti-American banks and companies. If you go to our website, you can get those. We need to pull our money from these mm -hmm. institutions and stop shopping at con uh, companies, like I said, who are actively funding uh, care, <laughs> who are yeah. actively funding Hamas, who are actively funding Planned Parenthood, who are actively funding 
the uh, corrupt education system and the pedophilia promotion and the LGBTQ. And I'm not a bigot or a racist. I don't, I'm a Christian, but I don't care. I'm not your judge. I don't, you can do whatever the heck you want to do. Don't just push it on the American people. Don't push your agenda on our children. Um, it, it's disgusting. And now they're going after our children and our kids. And we have got to stop that. But we have the power in our wallet to stop all of this. But you have to sacrifice. I always say this, Gary, and I know you were there because I end my speeches on what it means to sacrifice. What does mm-hmm. it look like to sacrifice? Um, I can tell you my story of sacrifice. And it's pretty intense. And I had to stand in front of the mirror and I had to say, Christy, what are you willing to sacrifice for this nation and for the future of your children and their children's children? Tell them the and- story now. I was going to get to it later. <laughs> but oh, uh, let me let me just set this up for you. I put this on a, on a, on a I'll put it up on a T for you. OK, the uh, her organization, Women Fighting for America, which was formed to assist women from all walks of life to push back on the daily attacks on the nuclear family and defend American values. And, and Christy just wanted to get up there, roll up her sleeves, said, I'm taking this thing on head on and. I'm going to just get out there and do this for love of God, family and country. And let's go. Let's go get them. Right, Christy? Pretty much. Um, you know, I'm, I'm a living example, Gary, of how one person can change. Well, wait a minute, uh, Christy. Wait a minute. I set that up. I thought that's not how it went down. I thought you and God had to have a, com- had to have a couple well, conversations. Well, we did. Well, that's what I was setting you up for. I was setting setting you up for the conversations, okay? I will let the audience know exactly how uh, this happened. Uh, You know, I'm a mom. I'm a business owner. And I was living the American dream, just like anybody else. I grew up um, in a very humble family. My mother drove school buses. My father was in the construction industry. And, you know, we built everything we have uh, with hard work and determination, right? The American dream, because everybody has that beauty. That's the beauty of America. We all have the opportunity if we have the dedication and drive to do so. And um, I'm also a Christian. And on Good Friday in 2020 and Good Friday, I literally heard an audible from the Lord. I was having a Bible study in my backyard. And God said, Christy, I called you in 93 and you denied me. And I called you again in 2012. You denied me a second time. Are you going to deny me a third? And I, I literally had to, to look around and I was like, did, did I just hear what I heard? Because it was an audible. And I heard the name Christy again. And I sat there and I was crying, Gary. And, and I'm kind of a tough cookie. I'm not really, not that it's anything, but I'm really not one of those women who weep easily. But I felt the Holy Spirit get a hold of my heart. Amen. And I said, you know, God. I don't know what you want from me. I'm not equipped. I'm not qualified. I'm a nobody. I'm a nobody, but I'm not going to run from you anymore. And whatever it looks like, I'm all in at all costs. And he said, and he whispered in my ear, he goes, Christy, I'm calling the nobodies because the somebodies haven't been doing their job. There you go. And there's a long six month story from Good Friday to the end of August, God, supernaturally, I prayed. There was a lot of things. He gave me a vision of America and what America looked like. And I am going to describe that because it's pretty powerful. 
the there was a map of the United States of America, and it was outlined in the blood of Jesus Christ. Amen. And inside, there was no state lines. It was pitch, pitch black darkness inside the map. But there was a small little beacon of light, and it was standing outside of the harbor in New York City, and it was the Statue of Liberty. And instead of her having that light looking out to the rest of the world, she had turned around and shown her light into the darkness that had fallen over America. And God said, Christy, I'm calling up. And I'm sure you guys have noticed in the last two years, you've seen a lot of women rise up. Mm-hmm. He's like, I'm calling out the women to be the voice for America, to protect and to save her and the children. And the men are going to be there, but they're going to be the wind under the wings. And with that, Women Fighting for America was birthed out of that conversation with the Lord. And I have been on this journey since, and I have stepped down away from everything. I haven't had a salary in over two years. I have put all of my time, energy, and money 24-7 into fighting for our nation and the future. And, and what that looks like is I, I went on a three-month bus tour called Heal Our Land, went mm-hmm. to 15 states. 67 something cities leading up to the election. And I was about educating, activating, and exposing what the difference was. It does not matter. At that time, the message was it does not matter. And it's probably still rings true today who sits in the White House, whether it's a Democrat, a Republican, or an independent. And don't fringe everybody out there when I say that. What matters is what the agenda what their policies are, and if they're going to follow and uphold the Constitution of the United States of America at all cost. That's what matters. Because again, I told you this wasn't political. This is about a founding of a nation that was founded on Judeo-Christian principle, that the Constitution might not be perfect, but if you look at every other government in the world, in the history of the world, it is pretty doggone perfect, right? And if Mm -hmm. it's so flawed, like the Democrats and the communists try to say, why is everybody from around the world, why do they try to break into the country and and live here and follow the American dream? And why do so many people hate us so much that we have freedom and that we're the defender of the voiceless and try to, to demise us? Think about that. So why are we trying to change something? And that's what matters. And that's, so my journey has been about exposing the corruption. And I don't care who it is or where their uh, loyalties lie. I will expose you. I don't care if you're a Republican, Democrat, independent, or anything else. If you are corrupt and you are bringing down this country that I love so much, that has given us so much, then you're going to be exposed for who you are. That's what our agenda is. That's what Women Fighting for America was birthed to do. And that is to expose, educate, activate, and mobilize. I hear you. Now, people, Women Fighting for America, so you understand, it's a movement dedicated to educating women about different visions for America. The platform includes uh, economy, education, health care, tax reforms, election integrity, abortion policy, obviously, against abortion, okay? And your organization supports and defends liberty and freedom, a vision for America where everyone can pursue the American dream. How intense and successful has the movement against this been to this point? Because unfortunately, there wouldn't be a need 
for an organization like yours and many other organizations if the counter movement hadn't been so successful. So what what are we confronting? What are we confronting, Christy? We are confronting a serious evil. Uh, You know, I've had so much pushback. I've had the Washington Post, the Washington Examiner, um, the. uh, Whoa, whoa, the Examiner uh, pushback on you. Oh, I have been called even the center for what is it? The Poverty Law Center. Yeah, well, the Southern Southern Poverty Law Center. I, I have been called bigot racist. My favorite one that I've been called is white supremacist, which I thought was really funny because they didn't get the memo that Mm -hmm. I'm a Russian Jew on my mother's side. So Mm -hmm. I was like, somebody didn't do their due diligence with me. I've been called a right wing zealot. You name it. I've been called it. And you know what? They've tried to discredit me. They've tried to go after my organization and people within my organization. And but the more that they do that, the more I'm like, oh, my gosh, yes. Thank you. Because you know what? What I just exposed, what I just spoke about is so spot on that you're going to attack me because it's the truth. And now you're trying to discredit me because you don't want the truth out there. So every time they come after me, I have big shoulders. I know who I am. Nobody needs to tell me. No other outsider needs to tell me who I am. I am a, I am a, a woman who loves my nation, who loves my country. I love all people. It doesn't matter what walk of life you're from, whether you're poor, rich, or in between. I don't care what color your skin is. I love everybody. We are all created in one image, and that's the image of God. And whether you believe it or not, that's your prerogative and right. That's what makes America great. It doesn't matter. I love you all. And because I know that about myself, and I'm so secure with who I am, they can come out with me with everything they have. And it's not going to move me. I can't be bought. I can't be moved. And it will not stop me from exposing the truth. And when, like I said, Gary, the more that they attack, the more I know, oh my gosh, I'm going to dig deeper now because they don't want me over here. There must be something to this. So let's go dig a little deeper and let's expose this. And that's what we as a if I could probably give anybody encouragement out there, don't cower down anymore. Don't let somebody else define who you are. They're going to try to label you and discredit you because that's how they control you. We can no longer allow them, the left, the communists to control us anymore. You need to stand up and be proud of who you are and say, you know what? You can call me and label me because I know that's not true. I'm not a bigot. I'm not a racist. I'm not this. I know who I am. And we're going to now take back our country. And we're no longer going to fall into your ploys and your plot to take us down, including, by the way, Gary, the next uh, pandemic coming monkeypox, which is, by the way, Uh spread typically from um, sex between the same sex partners Um, or the I'm going to probably say this incorrectly, the Marburg virus, which is very deadly, by the way, it was coming out of Germany. They're going to try to to hit us with everything they have to lock us down again, to have civil unrest to pit each other against each other, to spy on each other. But you know what? The American people don't fall into it. You control the destiny, not only of your family, but of this country and what the outcome is going to be. You need to not live in fear. They divide you and they put fear in your hearts because they can control you that way. And you can no longer allow that to happen. And if I may, if you look at what happened with the COVID-19 pandemic, right? Mm-hmm. What they did was, this is another strategy. Um, and like I said, I'm all about strategy. So when you start peeling back the onions and looking at what, why they did what they did. So Como 
um, in New York City and the uh, heads in Washington State, that's where a lot of the deaths happened right away in the nursing homes. They purposely put people into the nursing homes because they knew they Mm -hmm. needed to have radical numbers of deaths immediately. And who was the vulnerable population that they could bring those death numbers up radically and quickly? That was the elderly population. Why did they need to do that? Because they needed to do that to ring fear in every single American to sound the alarm so they could start shutting us down. And we failed miserably because we allowed them to do it with a with a rate, death rate, by the way, of less than, I think it's less than 1%. Mm-hmm. And if you look at all the statistics and now you look at the CDC and all the numbers that are coming out, again, do your due diligence, pull back the onion, start reading the papers. You can see exactly what I'm talking about. This pandemic, the flu and the pneumonia killed I think almost just as many people as the COVID did. And a lot of these deaths, they were bloviating because they were underlying conditions or they were deeming them and and marking them as COVID deaths when they had nothing to do with the COVID, but they tested positive. So they were like, oh, it's a COVID death to to get the numbers raised up. This was the great manipulation to control and lock down and the American people failed. So I pray to God that we don't fail again when their next crisis happens because it's coming. Yeah, you know, there's a bad joke out there that it said, hey, smoke up a storm because nobody's dying from lung cancer anymore. You know, because everybody, every death, unless it was a bullet, a gunshot wound, they were trying to pin it on this virus. Now, you know, along the lines of what you were talking about, about this virus and what you said about God using women, I thought that those two went together because when they shut the country down for the first time, Mothers were able to see what was going on. They were able to see what was going on with their kids and all the things that their kids were being taught, you know, and when they saw what their kids were being taught, they became stunned at what was going on. That's right. You don't want to poke a mama bear. (laughs) You know, God always takes what the enemy intended for evil, and he always finds light within the evilness, right? And I think that that was one of the beautiful things that came out of the, the, the lockdown that the enemy intended for evil. The mothers around this country were able to take a breath and really get hone in on what their children were being taught in school. And that lit a fire. And I love that because, again, God always takes what the enemy meant for harm, and he will find light within there to combat the evil. This is true. You know, uh, I've I've had a great time talking with you. There's so much more that I would really like to get into, you know, even about the election fraud and stuff that you saw when you were, uh, you know, working in the uh, in the precinct in the 2016 campaign. So I would like to bring you back, Christy. But in my final question before asking you to tell people how to reach you, uh, give some hope to America. What can we do as individuals to help stop this communist takeover of our nation? What can each person do individually that doesn't have a microphone, doesn't have a pen, doesn't have a TV or a radio show? Absolutely. Well, they can go to my website and that's wfsa.win. And on there, there's a resource page. And I have put together a 14 point plan to save America. Uh, It's something every single American can do or they can text the word fight to 91776 
And when they sign up for the uh, newsletter and they give an email or, or your phone number, you will get a text or an email every single week and you'll get two items to do that you can do in your community because it starts in your community. Grassroots is what's going to save the nation. So it's a 14-point plan. I call it Saving America's Future. Please get a hold of it. You can also email me at womenfightingforamerica at protonmail.com and get involved. I hear you. I hear you. Thank you for that. Well, what would you say the biggest problem in America is right now that we're confronting? What What's the number one issue that we have to get under control? Open borders, bar none. Open borders affects everything. It affects our elections. It affects our census. It affects our communities. It affects our medical, health care, education, everything. Open borders. Wow. Well, uh Somebody's going to have to help us with that one because, see, the problem is most people have no idea what's going on. And as you said, they're going to start seeing the effect of this and it's not going to be good. But, you know, we still have time to do something about this. They're they're out in the open. They think they're winning. They think they've won. So they've ripped off their masks. They're showing who they are. They're anti-American and they're trying to take this country down and we are not going to let them. So, uh, Christy, I really appreciate you coming on and uh, I really enjoy talking to you and keep doing what you're doing. And uh, God bless you and God bless your family. Thank you, Gary. And I will invite you anytime to come down and broadcast from the border. And if any of your listeners would like to personally have a tour of the border and really see what's going on, contact me at Women Fighting for America at ProtonMail.com. Okay. Now, thank you for that invite, but here's my question. Uh, how much muscle do you have down? How, ma- how many guys do you have down there that know how to take somebody out? Or, or is that a, supposed I- to stay a secret? <laughs> <laughs> we will keep that close to the breast. How about right, that? Right, okay, all right. Okay, all right. I love Mexican. Okay. <laughs> I love Mexican food. Uh, you know, you know what's interesting when you were talking about what's going on back in the '80s when I was married and traveled a lot. There were parts of Mexico when they said you got to stay together in a group. And I remember we used to go to Caracas. They're saying stay together as a group because people were robbing people and even taking the gold out of their mouth. There was some crazy stuff going on even back in the '80s. So it, it hasn't gotten any better. It's just devolving. But God will be not be mocked. We have a great constitution. We have a country that God has not given up on as long as the people that know the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ continue to pray. God will save our land. Christy Hutchison, Amen. thank you very much for coming on. Thank you, Gary. I want to thank Christy Hutchison for revealing mounds of pertinent information in regard to the disastrous situation at our southern border that the current administration most certainly does not want us to know. Hope you'll get this info to people in your circle of influence who still remain in the dark while we still have time to do something about it. This podcast is available for download at RadioInfluence.com or wherever you get your favorite podcast. Hope you'll subscribe to it leave a rating and a review, and be sure to tell your friends about the show. Well, that's a wrap, folks. Thanks for joining us. So until the next time, this is your host, Gary Benford, saying God bless you, God bless your families, and God bless America.